Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermode. At the weekend, I popped along to Andreas to take a walk with the Grassland Society. And I braved the wind and rain to join the Isle of Man Woodland Trust, who is planting some new trees up near the Len. But before we get into all of that, Kiri, uh, some welcome rain, especially for the farming community. Yes, certainly. On the north in particular, um, at the weekend I popped along to Leocaro there and they were saying that the rain was very much welcomed there. It'd been a very dry summer and some saying the drought in 2018, it was very similar to that. But this was even a longer period um, of time and it was uh, quite some quite effects from it. Yes, there was, and the the, the strange thing was um, when I uh, when I the couple the week ago there was a massive shower and, and rain overnight, and uh, all puddles on the road the next day. But when an hour later, when I walked across the grass, it was dry. Dry it as a bone. Just gone straight in. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But it has been very welcome. The year generally has been very dry. So I just hope now this rain has come, it's just going to clear off again and give us a break. Otherwise, it's going to be a long it, winter. It is. And hopefully <laughs> in the next week or so, we'll catch up uh, with the laxi flour mills as well. Because obviously the reports that uh, the wheat yields and the quality weren't too bad this year. I think on a whole, people are generally pleased with their crops, uh, the barley and, and corn harvested in the south of the island where we are there the the corn itself's been very plentiful and lots of straw around as well yes uh, that's uh, good news and of course uh, for all the the horse owners as well around the isle of man uh, who may not uh, obviously get the chance to to grow it themselves uh, they're usually last on the list to get any if there's a shortage isn't it this is it but there's been some quality hay made and some very good haylage as well and i think uh, people are going into winter quite uh, relaxed they've had a good harvest and plenty put away in the stores for the winter um, a better position than we have been in in a few years lately uh, but the season's are so changeable now aren't they There's, you can never predict it you can't indeed well uh, you mentioned Lee Carrow Farm which uh, was John Cayley's uh, the Cayley family's farm who farmed there for many years but you were there at the weekend on a bit of a tour around that's right it's uh, no longer a dairy farm it's in fact a sheep farm and we caught up with Derek Kameen the shepherd and manager of Leo Carrow there and took a walk around with the Manx Grassland Society the sun always shines on the north <laughs> And to see the amount of grass you have around the farm now, it certainly has been shining. Yeah, well, nice to have a bit because um, it's often dry this last few summers on the north. We're always short of grass and um, glad of the rain recently and uh, nice to see a bit of autumn grass push us into the winter nicely. And it was a lovely turnout by the Grassland Society here today to take a lovely walk around. Yeah, it's nice to see uh, from a few people from all over the island coming to see what we're doing. Um, criticising us a bit, maybe liking what we do a bit. It's all, all very welcome. It is. And what do you take from it as well? Um, interesting comments from people. Why do you do this? What do you do? And uh, why and how? All them things makes you question what you do yourself. Oh. And, and going around, we have seen some of the, the animals that you keep, that the Hampshire Down, a very old traditional breed. Yeah, well... They are old-fashioned, um, reputation in the past for being a fat breed, but um, we like them. We always like to do something different. But then you say that crossed with some of the new modern lean genetic breeds, it's working. This works well for us. Um, we currently um, 
have a little flock of about 30 Hampshire ewes, that seems to be a right number for us, and um, breed our own rams and produce uh, some top quality lamb and Swileman meats, somewhere in the region of at least um, a thousand Hampshire down crossbred lambs each year. They work, mm. they work well for us. And as the farm stands now, Derek, originally it was a dairy farm and you've come here in the last few years and, and extended it into a sheep farm. Yeah, um, it's been, um, the estate has grown extensively. This part uh, seems to be suited well for, for lamb production and um, we overflow some of the stock um, time to time as the year allows, this time we especially onto the dairy farm and uh, the beef unit to tidy up the pastures and you know, help, help the job along and all, all work together. Today we've been discussing various types of grass and in particular on the north, like you say, it's quite dry. How do the modern grasses work up here because they say some of them are going back to herblaze more coxfoot and old-fashioned seeds getting used yeah we're never uh, we're never afraid of uh, trying new things and uh, always watching uh, the farming press or anything new that's coming coming out to be a benefit and um, we have a mix of, of, of uh, grassland some of it's permanent pasture which uh, has native species and uh, a lot of herbs in it which we manage as it is but then on the, the more productive land, um, we do a lot of cropping for the, for the whole estate and um, able to reseed for the, the more productive parts of the farm accordingly. And going forward, any changes you'd like to make? <clears throat> um, maybe just grow grass a bit smarter, maybe less chemicals, less fertiliser use. Yeah, yeah. And with that, would that have to be going back to some of the more native species of grass? Um, I think the plant breeders going ahead will, will provide us with seed from low input seeds. I think that's, that'll be the way ahead and we'll, we'll monitor it see how it goes. And obviously in the press lately we talk about um, the fertiliser situation, the, the cost of fertilisers going up, the cost of fuel changing. Does yeah, this, will it, this impact farming? Yeah, it will do um, uh, with uh, fuel in, increase in price. That's obviously related to energy, global um, commodities such as wheat and proteins, it all impacts on farming all over the world and you know even more so the Isle of Man with our additional costs. Yeah that's the trouble with the water around us isn't it, it does uh, <coughs> for any export it is quite difficult. So how do you find farming on the island generally? I'm a little bit biased, I'm a fan of the Isle of Man, I like what I do, um, I suppose it makes it a bit easier, um, I understand understand the soil, understand the animals and the aims and objectives. So, yeah, I enjoy what I do and makes it, yeah, makes it easy. If you like it, it's easy. David, here we are at uh, Leo Kerr and Andreas, and you've obviously joined the Grassland Society for a walk around uh, with Derek Kameen. Uh, how have you found it? Yeah, it's been really good, uh, Kerry. Uh, I'm not a farmer, so there's an awful lot I need to learn about Manx farming to make this scheme success. So I've really come here today for two things. One is to, to see what I can learn uh, from the walk and also to get feedback about the new scheme from the farmers and see um, what, what, what things that they're, they're, they're really engaged about and, and uh, interested in and, and some of their, their, uh, their constructive feedback. And I think that's what uh, people are saying sort of generally is the fact that you're approachable, you come into events, you're able to give them you know, their passionate feedback and what's important to them is their businesses. And uh, are, you, are you seeing people now coming towards you? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I wish I had like 
four or five staff members that, that would help me get around as many farms as possible as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, it's really because it's important. I don't work for government. I work for the Manx Wildlife Trust, and and I'm, I'm in that in-between uh, area where I'm, I've got farmers on one side giving us that that feedback, uh, and then I, I, it's nice and to come to events like this is that I can gather that up together and then take that back to, to government and hopefully, you know, maybe tweak the scheme because it, it's just been ro rolled out all island without a trial. So we're, we're in the trial phase now, which is the rollout. And are you finding that many farmers are starting to embrace the changes now? Uh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, it, certainly, of course, this year the, the ADS payments went down, so that, that uh, farmers uh, have lost uh, a bit of income this year, so they're looking at all ways that they can get their income back. And I think the idea of you being able to take the feedback back to DEFRA is so important. We have to start to work together. Yeah, definitely. And if this scheme's um, going to be a success, which I really think and, and hope it will be, um, it, it's got to be easy for farmers to use and it, it's got to provide things that are, because as an agri-environment scheme, it's got to have that agricultural impact uh, and also that, that wildlife impact too. And here in Andreas, going around Derek's farm, there's lots of things that maybe have been done years ago. Now, he can't now apply for those bits that have already been done. Is there some way of being like a retrospective payment for people that have already done works on their farms? So the, the scheme as it is, is looking for new initiatives on the farm. However, something I'm, I'm keen to encourage is um, where there are existing habitats that are of really important wildlife value on the farm is for those to be recognised. So of course, over the winter, I'll be... Um, liaising with government to see if there's any way that the, the scheme can be tweaked to, to, to improve it for that. And how can people get in touch with you? Uh, I know a while ago we were talking about workshops and, and just reaching out to you via email. Yeah, so my email is david at mwt.im uh, for Manx Wildlife Trust. Uh, please contact me and, and uh, we'll work out a, a suitable date for a farm visit. Um, on Tuesday the 5th of October and Wednesday the 6th of October, we're going to be at the Mountain View Innovation Centre in Lazare and King Williams College respectively. Um, and that's open for all active farmers on the Isle of Man to come and hear more about the scheme. And workshops are always so helpful, David, and I know that you're planning to have a few of those coming up. Yeah, so uh, in fact, Kiri, tonight we've got um, uh, an event on at the Mountain View Innovation Centre at 7pm uh, and that's for any active farmer to come along and hear more about the scheme. Tomorrow night uh, we're down at King Williams College in Castletown at 7pm as well and that'll be for me to present about the scheme to get farmers more knowledgeable about it and uh, answer their questions. Well, Jim Cayley, here we are up in Andreas and a fine day we've had as well for the Grassland Walk. Yeah, oh, delighted. The last few days the weather's changed and I was a bit worried about today and it was always going to be a walk and luckily that's what's happened. We've had a, a really good walk today around um, some of Mr Hemmings' estate. Uh, Derek's showed us around. Um, we've looked at different types of sheep on the way. There's that many different types of sheep. I can't remember how many <laughs> different ones. There's the, the clones, the Hampshires. You'll know more than me. What, what, what this else? is it, but he is. He, he keeps a certain type, doesn't he? And they were really, really looking well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one I've just got on New Zealand Suffolk there mixed in and cross crossbred and they all seem to have a different purpose and they seem to be doing the job and the number of lambs Derek said has come off the grass here this year it's, it's really really good. And from a grassland point of view you've obviously got a, a lovely society and the members here today really enjoying it. What do you look for at the farm visits? Well I think everybody sort of just likes it's nice to go to a different farm it's a change a breath of fresh air and uh, yeah, we've had two or three visits this year and they've all been sort of, well, as all farms on the other man, there's no two farms the same, is there? Because it's different terrain, different um, stock, 
different scenery, so it's just good to, just to have that variety. And yeah, we've had, like I say, I think we've had two or three visits, and there's different people come on different ones, but you know, there's the same number, there's quite a lot overall, so you've got a good nucleus of people that's interested in a lot of different things. And like you say, taking an idea home as well, like we spoke a lot today about the clover, um, the, the agri-environmental scheme now, having David Bellamy on the, on the visit as well has always been very helpful. Yeah, yeah, that was just, I didn't expect David to be here today. The last one we, we did, thanks to the Martins up at Smale, that was really good and he was there that night and yeah, that was a summer night and he's coming again today and um, I don't think we, anybody asked him to come but he just came off his own back and it's good to talk and uh, all the farmers are liking to talk to him to, to see what they can learn and yeah. It's just pl plenty going on, plenty to think about. This is it. And the, like you say, the feedback coming from farmers that would maybe cross paths with David and that advice he can take back to DEFRA as well and, and tweak and alter as we go forward because this is new to everybody, the agri-environment scheme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know this, this, this won't work, what I'm saying now, but um, there's two more meetings this week coming up, so, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, um, you know, we're going to learn more going forward. It's, it is a big learning curve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you've got a good team behind you in the Grassland Society. You won't have your, um, it won't be long until your awards is coming up. Yeah, that's usually uh, the beginning of January when the, we have the dinner, and then you've got the, oh, this, this grassland management, um, beef and uh, beef and sheep and dairy side of it, and then there's all the, the silage competitions, whether it's the pit, the bales, the forage crop, the hay, there's the, uh, grassland reseeds. They're just a few of the ones I can remember. May, Mays, there's so many different competitions. It's a, it's a full night just to, to get all them awards in. So the entries are closed now. Is it just waiting no, for the no, judges? Or? No, I think there's still um, time yet for the silage competitions and the, the forage crops, the feed competitions. Yeah. yeah. No, get your entries into Cayley whenever you can. <laughs> <laughs> the more the merrier. Absolutely. I was Jim Cayley, the chairman of the Manx Grassland Society, David Bellamy from the Manx Wildlife Trust, and head shepherd Derek Kameen. Uh, all there at Leah Kerro on Sunday. Yeah, I bet you uh, took some some new sites in that wouldn't be too familiar with uh, for you anyway. Absolutely, a lovely part of the country. And uh, like Derek said, that the rain was very welcomed and it had greened up quite a lot lately. But they'd been feeding hay for a good few months. Uh, but a lovely part of the country. And like I say, um, David Bellamy was there with his Wildlife Trust hat on, also talking about the agri-environment and getting lots of feedback from the farmers. Very informal. And it was a, a really good afternoon out with the grass. Mm. Yeah, and Trevor Hemmings himself there. Indeed yeah, yeah. he was, uh, a great character and much support there for all of what was going on. And um, a great farm, great layout and uh, yeah, good sheep produced. You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermud and myself, Simon Clark. Well, I mentioned that the start of the weather at the weekend wasn't brilliant, but it didn't deter 20 or 30 people joining the Isle of Man Woodland Trust at a place at the Len, uh, just near the coast there. And uh, I went along and see, have a chat with some of the people who were planting the trees, some for the first time. But firstly, I spoke to the chairperson of the Isle of Man Woodland Trust, Falk Horning. And very good turnout in such blustery weather conditions. Yeah, we got about 20 to 25 people here on a very windy day. Mm-hmm. Bit of uh, rain in the morning, so that um, is also quite scary, but people came out nonetheless. And what's the, the, the Woodland Trust? They seem to, to make a habit of heading out to, to these areas, random places, uh, to plant some trees. Yes, we don't own um, much land ourselves, so we go wherever people want to have some trees planted us, uh, with us. 
Uh, we typically plant at least 150 trees per session and um, it is all over the island. We go from Russian to Jerby and uh, from Lexi to Peel. Well, it's a bloody blustery field you found yourself in today. I mean, is that a concern when you have to plant them in, in exposed areas? We manage uh, the species according to the area. So when it's exposed area close to the sea, we plant species which are resistant to salt and um, wind exposure. Especially this spot where we plant today uh, faces southwesterly winds. So we plant um, many pines, um, alders, willows, and also some sycamore. Right, so a good, good range of them, and th that's where you've, you've got to be sort of careful what types then you plant in certain areas. Does the soil type have anything to do with it? The soil type has something to do with it, the, how wet the area is, um, exposure, whether already some trees are close uh, to the site. So there are some species like birches who are very good at um, pioneering untreated land. And other species who actually like some ha to have some other woodland close by. So, what's uh, how do they go about doing it? I mean, there's a there's a couple of them that uh, haven't been to these. I suppose you've got your regulars, and there's a couple of new ones uh, today. I mean, is is it a difficult task? Are the instructions fairly clear and simple? Well, we got about uh, half the people today. I would say have been new, or oh, quite maybe. new. Yeah. Um, and we give them a bit of an introduction how to plant the tree which takes about a quarter of an, of an hour. Yeah. And uh, no, everybody can do that. Um, we have some very young ones with us today who are like, who were like 10, 12 years old and have already been planting their trees. So it is doable. You just need a bit of uh, a patience and steady hands. Yeah. So you obviously you have to dig a hole, is that the first thing? Yes, that is probably <laughs> the, hard, the most physically hardest yeah. thing. Um, but not a big massive hole, is it? Just wide enough for a sort of, I don't know, four or six inches wide? Is it? Yeah, it's basically like a litre plant pot, that size of a hole. And then the f things what you do next is uh, putting a bit of bone meal into the bottom of the hole to help this uh, excess of fertilizer for the young trees. And um, then we, at the very end of the process, put a tube and a stake around the tree which will protect the trees from um, eating from rabbits and hares. Right, okay, so you, you don't think of them things to start. You think it's only the, the weather that's going to affect them, but the, the wildlife can. Oh yes, rabbits love young saplings. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they just have the little tender shoots coming out of the top. It's lovely rabbit food. So how often uh, do you and your team get out to, to plant trees? Is it every week? Every Sunday, um, typically from 10.30 in the morning, um, from October until April, which is the planting season. Unfortunately, when it gets too sunny and bright and warm outside, the tree planting season stops. Really? So it's a more of a colder, exposed weather job? It is very much so. Um, but perfect for the outdoor people. Absolutely, and it gives you that extra bit of um, encouragement to go out, even if it doesn't look like the brightest of all days and a bit cold. You have something to do, you have a, a clear goal that you want to achieve, like putting so many dozens of trees in maybe on a day. And um, it's a nice reason to wake up for in the morning. Yeah, and the, the Woodland, the Alaman Woodland Trust itself, uh, going quite a few years now? Yeah, we have um, 
been going for about 15 years now and uh, last year we planted something like 5,000 trees so we tr try to make use of every Sunday that we can apart from Christmas and New Year's and, and if people want more information Falk where they get you they can look at our Facebook page Isle of Man Woodland Trust where we typically advertise the plantings at least a week in advance and also on our websites which streams the same information and additional as well about trees um, how to care for trees and also things like tree diseases well you're doing a great job keep it up thank you so let's get a chat with a couple of first timers today you're uh, Josh Horton Jean Kimber and your first timers then how are you finding it it's uh, it's not quite the Costa del Sol out Not here. exactly this morning was it? We were <laughs> swept away when we first got here but we warmed up now. We've planted about 10 trees I think so yeah. we're still going. Everyone sort of mucks in. If you're stuck they help you out? Yes we all share all the tools. Um, we haven't had to bring anything at all today so it's all provided for us just to plant and some holes have even been pre-dug which is helpful. <laughs> Now, are you providing the muscle for it? And, uh, a, little, uh, a little bit. She's been hitting the hammer more than I have. Really? Yeah, she's, she's going crazy with it. <laughs> but it, it's, how, how has the experience been for you? It's, it's been nice. It's always nice to plant a tree. So having a good time, really. Yeah, because when, when you... What, what made you look at this and think, oh, I'm going to come down and join the Woodland Trust and plant some trees? Uh, she, well, she just told me in the morning, so I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, bit of, a su bit of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you look at this, you wouldn't think the trees would be able to grow in this with the wind that's blowing today, but you've had a rain shower too, I believe? A little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very windy. I'm surprised I'll, I'll survive, but apparently they're going to be good for it. So yeah, will you will you come again on another one? I think so. Yeah, yeah I would. I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, well, it's brilliant that you're involved in it today, and keep up the good work. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. There are some uh, new people turning up to help the Isle of Man Woodland Trust plant some new trees at the Len. Um, also, before that, the chairperson of the trust, Falk Horning. Great to see them out and about. Uh, didn't deter them. They were there with the with the mallets and their stakes and digging the little <laughs> hole, putting the bone meal in. Wow, yeah. it's, it's amazing what people do. They commit themselves to the weekends, volunteering for such great organisations and charity work. And um, and at the moment, environment's at the forefront of everybody's mind. So doing those little bits will help, hopefully, uh, small steps for a, a bit better world. Yes, they will. But just before we go, uh, time to mention a couple of things that's happening and a week Saturday, which will be Saturday the 16th of October. Uh, you're invited to go along to Balrenny Estate in Kirkmichael. But just before we go, a couple of notices to give you. Um, on the 16th of October, Saturday, uh, there will be an open day. Uh, you're invited to attend Ballarenny Estate in Kirkmichael, which is on the uh, Orisdale Loop Road there. And uh, you'll be able to have a look at the uh, creation of a wetland habitat there, uh, which has gone uh, under an extensive uh, tree and hedge planting over a 13-year period. Uh, so uh, go along to that. You can get details of that by contacting Alan 
on 495-903. That's 495-903. All starts at 10 o'clock. And Kiri, uh, the Isle of Man, Manx Bantam Fur and Feather Society have uh, got their annual show. That's right. Sunday the 17th of October. That's Sunday the 17th of October at Braddon Commissioners Memorial Hall in Union Mills. And the schedule and entry forms are now available from the show secretary, Nigel Taylor. You can find Nigel on Facebook or at Hen at iCloud.com. And the entries close on the 10th of October. So that's the Manx Bantam Fur and Feather Show. Yes, good. All right, uh, that'll do for this week's Countryside. We're back next Tuesday with more. So until then, from me, Simon Clark. I'm Mickey Gomode. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.